Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Super excited to kick the morning off with you guys and get this day headed in the right direction. I have believe I have fixed the echo problem that I was dealing with yesterday. The sound is definitely better, but uh, now I get the opportunity to not hear myself twice as we speak. Did you hear yourself yesterday? Yeah, yesterday yeah, I could hear myself. And you know, the show goes on. You know, the show goes on. So you don't, yeah, like, I'm not addressing right. it and I'm not going to stop. Right. But like, I could hear myself saying the thing that I had just said. And I was like, yeah, this is going to work for it me. Was, it was you, it was dad, and then two of you, which is a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a way to start your day. But uh, yes, good morning. Good to be back on the huddle Thursday. I know I had a lot of fun last week talking about my trip. Uh, I know we have some great content today, but uh, yesterday was great. We had uh, some family in town. Well, are we going to talk about the meeting? I don't, are we showing that? Yeah, we got to gotta talk right. about so I guess the meeting yesterday. Always love talking about our team meetings um, and just the fundamentals of them. Number one, having Uncle Jerry there to be general counsel to us, which I used on a couple of my coaching calls yesterday, and just have another sounding board in the room, the more opportunities you can get fresh eyes on whatever it is that you're doing, the more perspective you get, the more ideas you get, and just the better off I think it goes. So it was awesome to have him there. Well, I think it's cool because we're very industry agnostic, you know, and so getting, you know, the viewpoint from somebody who we've worked with, who now is kind of looking at our stuff, it is gives us a unique perspective on are we doing the right things? Are we not doing the right things? Is the way we're thinking even right? You know, so it's kind of a, a validation. It's uh, it's cool to to see it all come together. And I know we did a lot of mission values and you know strategy statements too. So it was a really cool couple hours, kind of deep diving on the board. I know any chance you uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of sports today, but anytime you get to be on the board. Uh, you, you, you get excited. My, fa my favorite kind of meetings are when there's a whiteboard involved and I've got a, a, you know, a, a, a marker in my hand, but I would say something that popped up multiple times yesterday, which you got to pay attention to the clues is the word learning, right? We tend to hammer in training and development, training and development, training and development, and really having the discussion with Jerry yesterday. And then I had the opportunity to connect with, um, Brett Hughes, who's the CEO of Studio Now, who's going to help us with a lot of the work that we're doing. And even he said, like, you're not just training, you're developing learning. And I thought that was a really good differentiator. I thought just talking about that space, it's really what we're, we focus on. We're learning all the time. And then we're trying to convert what we learn into everybody, you know, into language for everybody else to consume and share it. So again, if you're not surrounding yourself with new people, if you're not getting fresh eyes stuff, if you're not doing that behavior, though that word never comes out yesterday. We we're still right. talking about training and development instead of learning and development. So good stuff. It is good to have an understanding of what the buzzwords are though, you know, and what people are using as the vernacular, which Shay very nicely dropped that word yesterday in our meeting. But I do want to give a shout out to the guy at the bottom of the screen. He's starting to look mighty skinny. Yeah. And what's the secret, Shay? Yeah. What's, like, what's the, how you, how you dropping the LBs? Freaking amazing. 
Don't tell me it's so, black coffee and and beef jerky sticks either. Uh, it's partial, partial, partial. <laughs> um, there was lots of coffee to uh, kind of coffee and water, lots of coffee and water, and then uh, yeah, just protein, veggie, and then I I do have have my you're on a uh, keto, right? Uh, modified keto, yeah, modified right. keto. Basically, no carb. I'll kick in some sugar because I just got a sugar tooth. But there's these there's these Jiffy peanut butter like balls, which are just like crack. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're hammering the peanut butter balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There's your secret. You want to lose weight, get skinny, just eat peanut butter. Oh, balls. and speaking but, of yes. dropping weight, we had a, a family member in town last night that you got to dine with. And there he is, Scotty Garber, who's in town. He's doing some great stuff in the golf space. Always love connecting with him and just figuring out more ways for us to help each other. He was actually my introduction to Brett Hughes, but um, he got up early this morning with me and joined me at F45. So him and I got to get a workout together this morning. He then came back to my house and joined the circus that happens from six to eight o'clock. And it's been great to have him around. I, I will I will say I, I set the bar or you know, I tried to prepare him as much as I can. <laughs> I think I scared him. Set the expectations probably way too high about what it actually was, you know. Well, luckily like, he came no on a Thursday, which right. is a lift day. So like right. when he came in, I was like don't worry he's like jake said jake kind of said that this is the real deal i was like don't worry about it today's a lift day we're just we're lifting weights it's gonna be a good lift but you're not gonna get crushed don't it worry was about cool it. we had great conversations great dinner that we had such a good time together that we actually never took a picture together which is kind of a unique yeah. uh it's kind of a feel-good moment you know i think where you're enjoying the company so much that you don't even remember to capture it. But anyways, let's it's get Thursday. Let's get up, Shay. Let's go. Let's go. So one more shout out right here. Lainey Jones says, get the peanut butter balls from Trader Joe's. Another little secret to you is get the dark chocolate mint like candies and also get the peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Both of those in the refrigerator. You got a sweet tooth. You got to like you got to satiate that urge to have something sweet. It's great. They're located at the checkout. The <laughs> they are located at the checkout. I, and exactly. I will throw this back. This is a little bit of a tangent before we get into the content. But where do you rank Trader Joe's on the supermarket list? Third. third. They're third. So you, well, you're very well traveled. You're very well yeah. traveled. You're very well moved, yeah. you know, or lived. And you've had Wegman. You've had Safeways. You've had. Yeah. You name it. I've Meyer. You name it. I've <laughs> shopped at the grocery store. Lion. I don't care. You name it. I've been there. And I can tell you for sure. Publix is the best. Okay. Then I would go Whole Foods. Okay. And then I would go, go Trader, Trader Joe's. Okay. Top three. Like no, no questions asked. Meyer is basically like a Walmart. 
you know, like they're trying to be Walmart and Target, and right. I think they do a poor job of it. So, like, was the Wegmans where I got food poisoning? Yeah, was Wegmans. Wegmans. Wegmans was an interesting experience. Wegmans' biggest problem is they don't make the aisles big enough for shopping carts. So okay. it's like you're, it's like playing bumper cars as you're grocery shopping the entire time. So that was another, or that was Pennsylvania that I was right. shopping at Wegmans. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, so the real thing I'm excited to celebrate today is that it is officially football season. And so you guys know that we love to marry sports content to business content all the time. So super excited to be, actually be able to say that it's football season because yesterday camp kicked off for the New York Jets. And Jake, do we have a video to show? So it's really interesting because we're in July. So in the business world, even if you're just starting your fiscal year in July, you're six months deep into the, the work season. And so you're really at like halftime. But right now it is it is the launching point for everybody's season. And I can tell you from experience, and I know you will as well, there's no feeling like the start of camp. No. There's you're just coming off vacation. You just had a couple weeks off and everybody, whether that's your family member, whether that's the equipment staff, whether that's the people doing the field knows that you're about to start again. You're about to kind of gear up for the long haul. And I think it opens up kind of a unique conversation about in football. There are different time periods that you get the opportunity to kind of leave and come back as a team. There's spring football, which is a segment. Then you have summer workouts. Then you have, you know, fall camp and so on from there. And so there's really three areas that you get to reset the standard and set the expectation as a head coach, as a, as a position coach. And as a player, you're constantly reinforced about what those expectations are, what is going to be expected of you, what is about to come, what is the journey about to look like. And I'm excited to kind of hear your perspective about it, how that translates to the business world in a way of where the breaks aren't as linear or expected. And so you have to decide how, and now there are quarters and there's fiscal yeah. years and stuff like that. But as a leader, how often you decide to reinforce those expectations and standards to your people in order to continuously get to the goal. Well, it's, it's a great tee up for the conversation because it's unique because you get to set the standard right now, whatever happened last year, whatever's already happened is done. And you are officially at a blank slate again, very rarely in business, unless you're just starting the concept, are you truly at a blank slate? But you always have opportunities to set expectations or reset expectations, which to that that point in the start of the year, when you've got your goals in front of you, whether your year starts in January or whether your year starts in July or maybe you're on a different schedule and it starts in March or whatever, doesn't really matter. That's a great opportunity to pull everybody together to say, hey, what's done is done. 
And where we're at now is a clean slate for us to have an incredible 12 months and go. That's where every football team is right now. They're setting the foundation for what's possible. If you happen to be at your halfway point in July, that doesn't mean that you don't have that opportunity still. Like to me, after every single game in the season, it was an opportunity to start fresh because that game was gone. And regardless of what our record was or where we were, we got a chance to reset the standard in that coming week. I would challenge everybody as an individual. You get that opportunity every day. Every day that you wake up, you get to decide what standard am I going to set for myself today? Am I going to get out of bed? Am I going to read something? Am I going to eat the right things? Am I going to get a workout in? Am I going to do the things that I know I need to do? Am I going to make those calls, send those emails, send those videos? Am I going to have that tough conversation with my team? You're either going to do it or you're not. But every day you get the opportunity to reset that standard, which I think is super cool. I'm really happy you went there because really where my mind was going, I was just having a, a, a talk with one of my coaching clients about, they're like, ah, my diet. I let my diet go, you know? And I right. think as humans, we're such perfectionists. We all try to be perfect. And as soon as there's that like bump in the road, it's like, oh shit, what do I do now? And I've ruined it. And what like getting back to that blank slate is almost like forgiving yourself. It's like, all right, you know what happened? Or it's the, the relief of your mind being like, stop holding on to the things. And I said to him, I go, the best part about diet is that you can actually just start the next meal. I go, exactly. you the next decision. It's the next action. It's the next response. Like it's continuously a journey where in football, there is a start date and an end date, Right. Like when you start fall camp, I can tell you the date that we're going to be done. I know yep. exactly. No, no matter if, if we're going to win a championship, I can tell you this is when we're going to get done. And I think in business, it's a unique opportunity to do it every day. Where sometimes right. in football, that's not an opportunity. When you're well, sitting at three and seven. There's no, I'm, you know. So that to me is teaching life through sport is like. The and and look like Simon Sinek did an unbelievable job of shifting the perspective of people in business and in life because the infinite game is there's no end right like the end of your life is you're dead so like you you don't really know that that's when funny, that right? end is coming and it's the same in business the the op, the idea of business winning in business is staying in business or you know you're you're losing is going out of business so there's not a clear start and end. But I think it's important for organizations to try to create start and ends so that you can say, hey, how well did I do in this sprint? How well did I do in this one segment? Because I, I did this math and you guys, you know, you guys crushed me early in the year for it. But I, I got on this. I got on this this kick of going down. Well, what is real consistency look like? Right. And if I broke consistency into a year. And I was like, well, I'm willing to do things five days a week, right? And if I do things five days a week, then Which is I'm much doing more five than out of seven days. Which is human beings would ever agree to in their life. So then I was like, but is that right. really enough? Like, what does that really look like in the term of a full year, 365 days? So if you do the math, it's five times 52, which is, I'm going to do the math for you right here. It's 260. So you divide that by 365 days to get 
71.2%. Like, all right. So if I'm doing things five days a week, that's only 70% of the year. If it comes in terms of reading or growing or health, or is that enough, right? Is 70% going to get me to where I want to be? And so then it just becomes a reality for yourself of like, well, how disciplined am I really well, willing to be? And if I did do something five days a week for every week of the year, what, where, where would that get me? What would that allow me? What, how good would that allow me to be? And figuring out what that standard is. And in your opinion, do you think that sprinting is better or doing it consistently like that? Is to do sprint then break? You know what I mean? Then saying, so I'm, I'm right, more like, of a, I'm more of a believer in the sprint and break. I agree. I think so, and it depends on the load, right? I think because like to me that to, sounds exhausting. Like if you try to just do a manageable amount of work every day, right? Like consistently doing it every single day, it gets super hard at the end. It gets monotonous. And so if you can figure out a way to work in sprints, similar to your work day, right? Like if you try to work eight hours by the end of four hours, you're gassed and you're just like struggling through the last four hours, as opposed to if you broke your day into 90 minute sprints and said, I'm going to do, work for 90 minutes and I'm going to break for 15, 20 or 30. I'm going to sprint for another 90 and I'm going to break for 15, 20 or 30. Then I'm going to sprint for another 90. You actually find that you get far more work done, far better quality that way. So I'm a fan of Monday through Friday, right? Really getting after it and then trying to go the other way on Saturday and Sunday, like being a little bit more lax with the diet, taking some time away from working out. Maybe I'll do something small and light. Maybe I'll do nothing, but then it allows me to come back on Monday and be like, all right, time to really get back after it. And I can apply a higher intensity to what I did the week before because I allowed myself to rest. Yeah. And, and going back to the organization, you know, conversation about consistently reinforcing the standard, you know, what role do you think, you know, the celebrate, you know, the celebrations or not the punishment, but, but the corrective action, you know, how often does that need to come into play for that to continuously reinforce and it not be a, let's everybody come together, you know what I mean? And not making it such a big deal where you're kind of subliminally, little bit inception planting that idea of what the standard is to reinforce it and doing stuff like that i think that's the biggest difference between sports and business and i call it the feedback loop and i stress this with every organization that we work with is how often are your people getting feedback on what they do right because if they're doing the right thing and not getting feedback on it you can pretty much guarantee that they're eventually going to move away from it. you can pretty much guarantee that the people that aren't doing the right thing aren't looking at them as an example of what they should be doing. There's no kind of reinforcement of the behavior that you're trying to get people to do. And conversely, consequences in that. Right. Or and I think when we say consequences, people are like, oh, has to be something delivered. You know, it just needs to be corrective. Right. A consequence is a corrective action on a behavior that missed the mark, that wasn't reaching the standard of what it was supposed to be. So in sports, that happens 
instantaneously and happens multiple times on the same thing. So we may we may teach it in the classroom, walk out on the field and walk through it and then practice it. And everybody's getting feedback immediately on that. And then you come back in the in the classroom the next day and watch it again and review it again. There's so many different touches of, of feedback on that one action and and so instantaneous that it's a short feedback loop right. which creates significant development in a short period of time. Most organizations at best are having feedback loops with their people on a weekly basis which creates for longer development cycles and allows for much more variance in what people think they should be doing, what people, you know, are actually doing and how much people are actually skirting whatever this, they want the standard I think to it's, be. It's impractical to assume or to say that you can set the expectation for everything that's going to happen of right. every minute of every day and everybody in the company's life. And I think so that corrective action shines light on certain applications of the standard and the expectation where you were like, Oh, I wouldn't have even considered that that was important to this place or that this was something that was, you would take such ownership in or oversight in, And it can continues to create those guardrails for which you operated. You and know, most people will go, Oh, well, we right. Go ahead, sorry. Step by step plan, but to live in those kind of bumpers where you can bump and bat, you know what I mean? In order to operate within them. Well, most people will point to their core values and be like, oh, we have core values and that's what we expect our people to do. And I'm like, great, they live on a wall. How do you know whether or not people are abiding by it? Well, you know, we do quarterly reviews and we have our weekly one-on-ones and I'm like, okay, does that give you enough visibility into what's happening? Right? Like, how do you really, how do you really police or how do you really instill and continue to drive home what the expectation is. And so creating a way, and this is where the tools that we have, whether it be through video, whether it be through a text message, whether it be through a group chat, whatever it is, communicating in a way that allows people to receive the message, creating that culture of celebration and consequence and having that be something that's a staple in people's daily life is how you get people to to live the standard forget about know the standard it's one thing to know it if you're not living it then it's a waste of time right and it it, it all comes back to the application because understanding doesn't really do anything until you're putting the actual sit in order to display it or you know right, right. well exactly. do, you know our, do you know our core values yes do you do it uh <laughs> right show tell me how they show up in your daily life oh, oh. all right and most people, though, even you say, what are our core values? They're like, um, one is integrity. And um, <laughs> there's, there's one in there, something about no, about I'm being sure. likable or I think I'm supposed to be on time. right? <laughs> so that the, to me, it's it's great. You've got core values or whatever. And this goes to you as an individual, right? Like, what are the principles that you live by? How do they show up in your daily life? And do you take the opportunity every day? to reset the standard yourself and match whatever it is that your expectations are. That's fantastic. If I can have a request, can we play Rex Ryan? Cause I want, yeah, to we, I mean, day. yeah, let's kick off football season with Rex Ryan setting the standard wins. How about that? If we play at our best, we will beat every team in this fucking league playing at their best. 
So who, who's it on? Whose shoulders does it fall on? Ours. We affect how this thing turns out, don't we? And it starts with training camp. We got to have a great goddamn training camp, man. Last year, hey, we were under the radar. That's a good place to be. Fuck that. The best place to be is when expectations are high. Get used to it. It's always going to be that way. And now let's go out and prove everybody right. We know we're better than you. We don't give a fuck if you know it or not. We don't, we don't give a shit if you give us your best game. We're going to give you our best game, and we're going to beat the fuck out of you. How's that? Let's go get it. Let's go get it. The best place to be is when expectations are high. What a great way to end the show. Jake, great job. Looking forward to tomorrow. We're going to have Kim Sarney in the hot seat. If you're enjoying the content, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. We love you guys. We will see you guys tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business